Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the Betters Box. It's bettingthebook.com's KBO betting podcast for Monday, June 15th. I am your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the Betters Box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Still doing the daily KBO article over at bangthebook.com. Still no picks for right now. Just some analysis, breaking down the pitching matchups and the teams. I'll still be doing that for the next little while here. Um, you know, just again, just feeling like I don't have a great feeling for the KBO from a betting standpoint with some of these matchups, with some of the higher variance environments, stuff like that. So still giving you the analysis, leaving it up to you to decide if you want to make plays on any of these games based on what I talk about. But again, for right now, no official track picks, maybe still making some personal selections when I really like a game, but for right now, nothing in the tracker as far as picks goes. We're also doing picks with golf, NASCAR, UFC. Took a look uh, over the weekend and early last week about the NBA and the NHL, some updated futures odds for those. We'll be doing some more series stuff here as we get closer to everything coming to fruition, and you know, obviously right now, NBA players getting together, kind of talking about the future, if they want to do this playoff format with everything that's going on between the protests uh, and the um, you know and the virus, which still you know isn't completely going away here. So hopefully we get the NBA playoffs. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we get college football and the NFL when we're supposed to get those. But whenever everything does come to fruition, we'll be covering it over at bangthebook.com. Finally, as you know, uh, like I said, you know, look, it's uh, it's it's one of those times where things are a little bit slow. We don't have Major League Baseball. They still haven't come up with anything yet. Still some good content, still some good foundational content over at bangthebook.com. For example, in our sports betting articles section, uh, a lot of stuff with a long shelf life. Uh, we put reposted Rich Lamons' NFL post about why you shouldn't buy points. That got lost with one of our server migrations, but we got that back up now. So, like I said, just trying to get by with everything that's going on and with everything that we've talked about in the past. And, uh, you know, again, I encourage you to head on over to bangthebook.com. Check out our sportsbook reviews. Uh, Maybe you have an account at DSI. Maybe you want to get posted up somewhere else. Again, once we get sports back, and that should be, you know, probably uh, late July here, since I don't know if we're getting a baseball season It's going to be a very busy five months with NBA, NHL, college football, NFL, golf majors, uh, horse racing, triple crown events. A lot of stuff's going to be happening here in a short period of time. So you want to make sure that you're set up for all of that stuff. And that means, you know, having multiple accounts, being able to shop around for prices, stuff like that. So check out our sportsbook reviews over at bangthebook.com as well. No Monday mailbag questions here for today. Maybe people aren't listening. I don't know. I guess I can't blame them with how uh, the KBO picks have gone here so far. Also, I forgot to send out the show notes for the last two episodes, and I apologize for that. Obviously, now that uh, several days have passed, probably not much reason to get those out to you. But in any event, I will make it a point to send out today's, and I apologize for not having sent those out. To the people that are on the mailing list, and that's adam at bangthebook.com or skatingtripods at gmail.com to get on the list here for the show notes. And speaking of being behind, as we start up the Beyond the Box Score segment here, 
Baseball reference is about four or five games behind updating KBO stats. So obviously they're not a very reliable place to get them. My KBO, that's a great place to go. KBO fancy stats, status, which as I mentioned, S-T-A-T-I-Z, that's in Korean. You will have to translate that in your browser. And some things kind of get lost in translation. Other things you kind of have to make some educated guesses about. The official KBO site in English, that's a good place to go. And Fangraphs, a good place to look for individual pitcher stats. Uh, All of the domestic pitchers seem to be there. Some of the foreign pitchers, they haven't updated. Guys like David Buchanan, uh, a couple others, I think they haven't necessarily updated over there at Fangraphs. But there are a lot of places to get KBO stuff and also a lot of accounts you can follow on Twitter. Uh, At Freddie Mills 7 has done a great job on the DFS side and on the betting side. The MND Gen, he's done a very good job with the KBO. A lot of places you can find stuff out there on the internet, especially with uh, you know a lot of people diving into the KBO here as they're just desperate to find anything they can to bet on. Based on what we saw over the weekend here, we're also back up over two home runs per game, 358 of those in 177 games. So the power has returned after a little bit of a down period. Not a big surprise. It's gotten warmer. It's gotten hotter, more humid. So you know, the ball traveling a little bit better. Not a big surprise to see a spike back up in home runs here in the KBO. And I would expect that we're probably over two home runs per game throughout most of the rest of the season, I would say. Uh, again, we're just over two. But now that we're into the summer months, uh, it seems like we should continue to see that spike in power. So something I wanted to touch on here today, and I've talked about this a lot already, but from a total standpoint, and you can also use this in terms of looking at the sides that you want to bet, there are some teams with some very substantial home and road splits. So I'm going to take a look at that here today. A lot of numbers coming your way here. Uh, They are very basic numbers, just rounded up to the nearest 10th. But, you know, this is something I think is very important, something where we can find some good betting opportunities here based on the park factors and where these teams are playing. So I've ranked them by the standings here and see the top team, Hanwha, of course, the bottom team. But I'll run through these here quickly and then kind of summarize what I've been looking at here with regards to park factors and kind of you know, trying to find some spot plays, particularly in the totals market here for the KBO. So NC is the best team in the league. They've scored 6.9 runs per game. They've allowed 4.6 runs per game. LG, they have the second best record, 5.8 runs per game, 4.5 runs per game allowed. Doosan has the third best record, but 6.1 runs per game scored, 6.0 runs per game allowed. So as I talked about last week when I ran through the Pythagorean win-loss records for these teams, Yeah, Doosan is on the plus side in run differential, but only slightly, which is why I think they are something of a regression candidate. Maybe we saw that a little bit here this past weekend, losing the series to Hanwha, but they are something of a regression candidate here, and probably overachieving a little bit based on their run differential. Kiwum, their fourth in record, 5.9 runs scored per game, 4.9 runs per game allowed. Kia, 4.9 runs per game, 4.5 4.5 runs per game allowed. The lot the Giants, 4.6 runs scored per game, 4.9 allowed. Samsung, 5.0 runs per game, 
4.9 allowed. So Samsung getting on the plus side of run differential here this weekend. They're also on the plus side of 500 as well. KT, 5.7 runs per game, 6.3 allowed per game. SK, 3.9 runs per game scored, 5.1 runs allowed per game. And then Hanwha, of course, bringing up the rear overall, 3.3 runs scored per game, 6.4 runs allowed per game. So, again, NC, plus 2.3 runs per game, best team in the KBO by a pretty large margin to this point. LG, plus 1.3 runs per game. Kiwoom, plus a full run per game. Kia, plus 0.4 runs per game. Doosan and Samsung slightly on the plus side. Now, we look at home and road scoring splits. Now, all, all of the KBO teams have played 35 or 36 games. A lot of what happens is they're at home for a week, and then they go on the road for a week. They generally play six at home, six on the road, kind of alternate in that way. So some of these teams have played you know, 20 or 21 games at home, 14 or 15 games on the road, or vice versa. So there is a little bit of sample size noise here in these numbers. However, some of these splits are just really, really significant. And you look at NC here, for example, again, scoring 6.9 runs per game. They've scored 6.6 runs per game at home and 7.4 runs per game on the road. So NC actually has a pretty good offensive park there in Changwon, but they've scored 0.8 runs per game more on the road. Now, the more telling statistic for them is that they've allowed 4.6 runs per game, as I just mentioned, 5.4 runs per game allowed at home, only 3.5 runs per game allowed on the road. NC is outscoring the opposition on the road by 3.9 runs per game. At home, 1.2 runs per game. So NC, I've talked about them as being a regression candidate here in a lot of different ways. It looks to me like they will experience that regression on the road more so than at home. Again, they're allowing almost two fewer runs per game on the road. I don't expect that to continue. Maybe that's just how the rotation is lined up with Kuchang Mo or something like that. But I would expect that they start allowing more runs on the road. And we've seen over the last week, week and a half, that their bullpen is clearly a weak link. I'll talk about that here again in a couple of minutes. But allowing almost two fewer runs per game on the road is not something that I would expect to continue. Will they continue their torrid offensive pace on the road? Maybe. But outside of Doosan, and we know Doosan is not a good home park, which I'll talk about here in a minute. They've scored a full run per game higher than anybody else in the KBO outside of the Doosan Bears on the road. So again, I would expect road regression to be what hits for NC here, more so than home regression, based on the data and the results that we've seen here so far. LG, like I said, 5.8 runs per game for them. 5.4 at home, 6.4 on the road. Now, LG has allowed the same number of runs per game at home as they have on the road, which is kind of interesting because obviously their home ballpark does suppress offense quite a bit, but their pitching staff has been good on the road as well. And this is why I think LG is something of a positive regression team, in particular with the starting rotation. But again, this illustrates how bad their home ballpark is for offense. They've scored a full run per game higher on the road than they have at home but yet their pitching staff has been the same. 
at home and on the road. So again, LG on the road going to have probably some higher scoring games, but there's still going to be a good team to back at home and on the road. They'll just score a little bit more when they go out away from home. Doosan, again, I mean, this is the most glaring example in the KBO. And ironically enough, again, they share a ballpark with LG, but they've scored almost a full run lower at home than their roommates. They've scored 4.5 runs per game at home. They've scored 7.1 runs per game on the road. So Doosan scoring 2.6 more runs per game on the road. And when you look at their runs allowed metric, 5.3 runs per game allowed at home. 6.4 runs per game allowed on the road. So this is a Doosan team. Their home games averaging 9.8 runs total. Their road games averaging 13.5 runs per game. So their road overstring is not a coincidence. This is just how this team is built. That they're not a very good pitching team. They're not a very good defensive team. And they're good offensively, but especially on the road. In fact, when you look at them at home, They are the third lowest scoring team on a per game basis at home. And you would not expect that with some of the numbers that this deuce on offense has put up. So if you're in the totals market here, again, we're talking about a difference of almost four total runs per game between home and road. So if you're not making adjustments for them when they're at home versus on the road, you're doing this wrong. And the odds makers have made this adjustment, but maybe not to the degree that they should so that may be something you can look to take advantage of here with the Doosan Bears in home games as opposed to their road games, which are already priced into the market. Kiwoom is almost the same across the board. 5.7 runs scored per game at home, 6 on the road, 4.9 runs allowed both home and road. Again, I do think Doosan, or Kiwoom, excuse me, probably the third best team in this league. How about Kia? Again, I've talked about this a lot. Kia with 4.9 runs per game scored on the season, 6.4 at home, 3.9 on the road. So Kia has scored two and a half more runs per game at home than they have on the road. They're tied for the lowest scoring team on a per game basis on the road with Hanwha. And we know how bad Hanwha is. So Kia games at home averaging 11.5 runs. Kia games on the road averaging 7.9 runs, and we just saw three unders in their series against SK on the road. So Kia, again, a much different offensive team at home. And of course, as you would expect, their pitching staff allows a run more per game at home. So Kia home games are overplays. Kia road games are underplays. Lot the Giants here, 4.6 runs per game for them. Only four runs per game on the road. So they are not scoring away from Busan. They've scored 5.2 runs per game at home. On the road, ironically enough, they're allowing 5.2 runs per game, only 4.6 at home. So the offense has suffered on the road, but so too has the pitching staff. So maybe that's kind of an interesting little wrinkle to take a look at there with the lot, the Giants. Samsung, 5.6 runs per game at home, 4.2 runs per game allowed on the road. Or, uh, excuse me, try that again. 5.6 runs per game at home, 4.2 runs per game on the road. And we would expect this with a really good park factor in Daegu. And not surprisingly as well, their pitching staff is doing better on the road. Samsung home games averaging 10.7 total runs, 
Samsung Road Games averaging 8.9 total runs. And a lot of that because the Samsung offense just nowhere near as good on the road. And they'll be at Doosan here this week. So maybe some lower scoring games potentially here on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Another big outlier here, at least offensively, is the KT Wiz. They've scored six and a half runs per game at home, 4.9 runs per game on the road. The interesting thing about KT, they've allowed almost the same runs per game home and road. So they've been an awful road team, an okay home team, because at home they're scoring six and a half runs per game. On the road, they're not even averaging five runs per game. So KT is a team you can really only back at home at this point in time. Even with their offense getting healthy, they're just not scoring away from Suwon, which again is a pretty good hitter's park. How about SK? Only 3.7 runs per game scored at home, but they're also only allowing 4.3 runs per game at home. So eight total runs per game on average in SK home games. That's a big difference from the road where they are doing a little bit better scoring 4.2 runs per game, but they've allowed 6.1 runs per game on the road. That's 1.8 runs per game higher than what they're doing at home. So obviously SK, pretty good pitchers park, and we're seeing the shortcomings of their pitching staff when they go out on the road. Finally, Hanwa. Hanwa's allowed about the same runs per game home and road, 6.3 to 6.4, but they've only scored 2.6 runs per game at home, 3.9 runs per game on the road. So the Hanwha offense is better on the road than at home. Still one of the lowest scoring teams on the road, but they are a lot better away from home on the offensive side. So eight of the 10 teams in the KBO have big home road splits of at least 0.8 runs per game. LG, Doosan, and Hanwha are all scoring one run per game, at least one run per game more on the road than they are at home. Kia, Lata, KT, and Samsung all scoring at least one fewer run per game on the road. So make sure you pay attention to the totals market. And of course, too, a team like KT, they give up over six runs per game no matter where they are. But they score a lot more at home than they do on the road. So maybe on the road, KT is a fade, or at the very least, not a side that you want to play. Doosan, same thing. Maybe you don't want to lay big home prices with Doosan, where they're scoring four and a half runs per game. But on the road, where they're scoring over seven runs per game, maybe it's a little bit different there. So again, Kia, that's a big one to keep an eye on. Over 11, 11 and a half runs per game at home in their games, 7.9 on the road. SK, eight runs per game at home, 10.3 on the road. Again, I'm not sure the odds makers are fully paying attention to the impact of park factors here in the KBO. So maybe some good opportunities for us to take advantage of those things out there in the betting market. Once again, skatingtripods at gmail.com if you want the notes for the show. And I will send these out actually right after the recording of the show. Usually I try to wait because I want people to listen to the show instead of just look at the notes. But if I keep forgetting, then that doesn't benefit anybody. So I'll start setting them out a little bit earlier in the day here. All right, so we take a look at the series that just wrapped up. And uh, Hanwha takes two out of three from Doosan. They finally snap that losing streak, and they wind up winning a series in the process. And maybe this is some micro-regression for Doosan. I talked about that last week, that they were an overachiever by about four games or so. 
interestingly enough, they come out this weekend against Hanwha and lose a couple of one-run games. So maybe some signs of some of that expected regression for Doosan, but also to Doosan, they're ravaged by injuries right now. You know, Chris Flexen missed a start last week. We'll see if he comes back here this week. But they're missing OJ Ill and a couple of other players from their starting infield. They're, in fact, missing their first baseman, second baseman, and third baseman now. So they've got a lot of injury problems. And again, this is a team that does not do the little things well. They don't pitch well. The bullpen's been a lot better, but it still has an ERA well over six. They don't play defense well. They don't run the bases well. They've got to rely on outscoring the opposition. And now they're missing three key offensive pieces, middle-of-the-order types of bats, too. So this is a Doosan team that could be in line for a little bit of a rough patch. It may coincide with that expected regression that I was looking for. Speaking of regression, Yu Hui Kwan, he was on his way to a really bad start. He had three earned over two innings, gave up a couple of home runs, but that was a suspended game because of rain. So he only went to two innings there, but that was the start of that regression that I was looking for. And again, I think Yu Hui Kwan on the road is going to be a fade guy here for the foreseeable future for Doosan. Hanwa hit three home runs in this series, two of them off of Yu Hui Kwan. They'd only hit five home runs total in their previous 15 games. So that win that they got in that suspended game, really, really big for them, kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. They know they're not going to be a very good team. They know they're not a playoff team. But at least now they can just go out there and play instead of making history in such a negative way. So maybe Hanwa, a little bit of a team to back. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But obviously things kind of turned around a little bit here for them this weekend. And, you know, Warwick Soppold, six shutout innings in terms of earned runs, gave up a couple of unearned runs, did allow eight hits but wound up uh, avoiding a lot of damage there. But again, I think now is a good time to bet against Doosan. They're missing the three key bats. The pitching staff isn't good. They're a terrible defensive team. And in this series here against Hanwa, they struck out 22 times over the three games. And for most of the season, Doosan had a pretty big lead in the strikeout department. Now they've only struck out four fewer times than LG, 10 fewer times than Lata. They're kind of creeping up in that department. And again, losing three offensive starters, maybe they have some more strikeouts in them here. I think this is a good time to fade Doosan. And obviously, we'll see what their prices look like here. They host Samsung coming up here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Samsung playing a little bit better. This might be a pretty good time to fade Doosan with all of these injuries and the fact that there's just some built-in regression based on some of the advanced metrics I've talked about on the betters box here. Kia takes two out of three from SK, a very low-scoring series, as I said. I expected a low-scoring weekend series. That's what we got. Only 19 total runs over the three games in this series. And again, kind of a perfect storm. All the stuff I just talked about, Kia, 7.9 total runs per game in their road games. SK, eight total runs per game at home. And it comes to fruition here in this series. And The Kia bullpen, very sharp in this series. The SK bullpen, not so much. But I do think Kia is a positive regression bullpen. As I've talked about before, they've got pretty good strikeout rates. They've gotten a little bit unlucky with some balls in play. I think this Kia bullpen is pretty solid on the whole. But quickly here, I want to talk about SK and Park Jong-hoon and Moon Sung-wan. 
Both of those guys struck out eight over six and 7.1 innings respectively. Gave up some runs, gave up a couple of multi-run homers. So that's why Keo winds up winning this series. But those two guys pitching very well. And for SK here, just generally across the board, some guys with some higher strikeout rates, particularly their domestic pitchers, with Park and Moon leading the charge there. Maybe something to watch a little bit, again, at home, where their games tend to be very low scoring. On the Kia side, another very good start for M. Key Young. Six innings, three hits, struck out six, walked one. Maybe the breakout season for M. Key Young. And also Yang Hyun Jung. He struck out 10 over seven. Again, I think with the different baseball in some really bad environments, Yang could struggle a little bit, but he's going to dominate in good environments and a good pitching environment there at SK, and he was dominant in that one. One last thing here coming out of this series, speaking of the SK starting pitchers, Lee Jian Wook. He's setting up as a regression guy to me. He's running a 226 BABIP, 81.9% left on base percentage. He's got a 291 ERA, but a 477 FIP. So Lee Jian Wook is a guy I will look to fade, in particular when he starts on the road for SK. So whether you do that with a run line to cut down on the juice, a team total over, something like that, Lee Jian Wook is a guy for SK that I would look to fade. He's pitched very well here so far, but I think he's kind of gotten lucky with some of his spots, some of the teams he's faced, stuff like that. I would expect him to have a reversal of fortunes here in the not-too-distant future. KT struggles again. They lose the series to Samsung. Samsung, a 12-0 winner in the finale. KT had 11 hits, but weren't able to score any runs there. That was a Wante in start for Samsung. And, you know, again, keeping a close eye here on Adrissimer Despagne. Five innings, four earned, six hits. Again, not a very good start for him. Not, I think he struck out five and only walked one, so that's good. But again, the command profile, just not there for Despagne. And this is three starts in a row now. And again, you know, I don't have the same metrics, the same injury indicators that I'm used to having for Major League Baseball. But it looks to me like something is wrong with Odrissim or Despagne. And again, a lot of foreign pitchers have been banged up already. Some soft tissue injuries, some elbow and shoulder discomfort, stuff like that. It wouldn't shock me if Despagne is pitching through something. And right now, again, not fully knowing what the situation is, I can't back him. It would be fade or nothing for me with Despagne. And maybe it's a command thing. Maybe it's a mechanic thing, something like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know how the foreign pitchers do in terms of, you know, communicating with the coaching staff, with the front office, stuff like that. I'm not really sure. And for Despagne, with this being his first year over there, you know, if something starts to go wrong, how long does it take to fix it? You know, I don't know. And I don't know if this is an injury situation or something like that, but third straight start in which Despagne just hasn't been very good. And that is a glaring red flag for me. Also, Beiji Siong, another guy that, again, he's a watch list guy. I, I love a lot of things about him. But there were some regression signs, and he gave up four earned over five and two-thirds. Six hits, a home run, struck out three, walked three. That's not bad in this league. It's obviously not as bad as it might be in Major League Baseball. But again, little bits of regression adding up for Bay. And this is what we may see. Again, when I talk about signs of regression, 
For some guys, it may come all at once. They'll give up 10 runs in a start, get completely shellacked, and then all of a sudden they're back to normal. For other guys, it's more of a gradual, a progressive type of regression. And that's what it looks like for Bay right now. And that's fine at home, but on the road where his team doesn't score, that becomes a problem. And KT right now is just not getting much starting pitching. So young Jun got blasted in the finale. The bullpen wasn't very good. They put a cherry on top of that Sunday. So not a whole lot of great starting pitching for KT right now, which means they have to hit. And they only hit in one place, and that's at home. So for KT, again, that's something you can factor into the equation, not just from a total standpoint, but from a side standpoint as well. And KT is just so inconsistent. They really only have one or two reliable relievers. So unless they can outscore the opposition, which they can only do at home, you cannot back this team on the road as far as I'm concerned. For Samsung, uh, a couple of things here about their lineup. Tyler Saladino, he seems to be okay, swinging it well, had a pretty good weekend. Lee Hack-Jew, this is a guy was in the Cubs organization, just came back to the KBO prior to last season, taking him some time, did not have a very good year last year, off to a slow start this year, but he did go four for four with a home run on Sunday, and that would provide a different dynamic, you know, for this Samsung team. They just got some guys back from injuries. Saladino seems to be okay. Uh, Lee Wan Siak just came back. That's a guy who's a league average type of hitter, and, you know, League average helps in this league because I think there are a lot of guys that are just very below average. So Samsung's getting some decent pitching. The bullpen's been a little bit better. The offense has been a little bit better. They're hovering around 500. They're kind of a 500-ish type of team. So, again, in spots at home that could be advantageous to them, taking on weaker lineups or something like that, they may end up being a pretty decent team to back. The LG Twins took two out of three from the lot, the Giants, and quite frankly, it could have been a sweep. They had a rare bullpen mishap, I believe, in the seventh inning on Saturday. Look, the thing about LG is this. They're second in the league. As I mentioned, I think they're the second-best team in the KBO. They've got the pretty good home road splits where they're scoring a lot on the road, scoring enough at home, pitching about the same in both places. And Tyler Wilson and Casey Kelly really haven't been very good. Kelly only struck out one over his six innings, gave up four runs on 11 hits. Wilson walked five, got lucky to allow only two runs. Those two guys haven't been great. And this LG team is still playing very well, still has a lot of wins, a winning record. The bullpen has experienced some regression, and they've still kind of been able to overcome it to a degree. This LG team is very, very good. In particular, if Wilson and Kelly start to get it going to their 2019 levels, this LG team could run down NC. I I think this LG team may be as good as NC or close to it, which may be kind of a surprising thing to say, but I think this Twins team is just really, really strong. And, you know, they they were able to navigate Dan Straley on Friday. Straley was very good for Lata in that start. They were able to score 19 runs in three games at home without Roberto Ramos, who's on the shelf, may come back Tuesday, may not, dealing with some back issues. LG is just a very, very good team. And, Lata, again, I mean, you know, on the road, they're not scoring, and that doesn't really help them a whole lot. They've only scored four runs per game on the road. Straley has been great. Park Se Wong has not. You know, he struck out seven over five, but still gave up five earned on seven hits. Adrian Sampson got beat around again, gave up six runs, like on 10 hits. Lata's a very tough team to get a handle on right now. They're very, very inconsistent. 
again, they don't score on the road. So unless Straley's pitching for them on the road, kind of difficult to back them in a lot of ways. But again, just to highlight the LG Twins here, I, they're a very, very good team. A very good team. And I think it's been kind of overshadowed by how Doosan was kind of a hot team early with the offensive breakout and with what NC has been doing. I think LG is probably the most consistent team the rest of the way here in the KBO and a good team to back, I think, more often than not. Finally, how about Kiwum? The heroes go on the road to NC, take two out of three, beat Ku Chang Mo in the opener. Good for them for that. Credit to Lee Sung Ho, 21-year-old lefty, gave them a chance, pitched really well going up against Ku Chang Mo, and Kiwum was able to get that first game, then went on Saturday to secure the series. And, you know, look, I mean, for NC, losing the series here is a tough pill to swallow because you avoided Eric Jokic and you avoided Choi Wante. Kiwum's two best pitchers by a large margin now in terms of the starters that are healthy, and you still lost that series. And again, maybe that's something, maybe it's nothing, but I do think NC is something of a regression team. And Kiwum may be showing that a little bit here over the weekend, getting that series victory, not even using their two best starting pitchers in the process. But this is the first time that we've really seen the NC pen get extended. Guys like Drew Rasinski, Ku Chang Mo, Mike Wright, they're able to provide a little bit of length. In this series, NC got a good start from Ku Chang Mo, and then two pretty bad starts after that. And their bullpen, 15 innings pitched in this series, 18 earned runs allowed on 21 hits. They did strike out 14, but walked six. They gave up 14 runs, or 15 earned runs, excuse me, on Saturday. So maybe that was just a blip on the radar, but I've talked about this a lot. That NC bullpen is the weak link for this team, and we definitely saw that come to fruition here over the weekend. Kiwum hit seven home runs in this series, had previously had 34 in 33 games. They're a good offensive team. Like I said, Byung-Ho Park is still not really hitting for them. They've got two front-of-the-rotation anchors. They need Nick, or not Nick Kingham. They need Jacob Brigham to come back at some point, hopefully. But I like this Kiwum team a lot. The bullpen, probably the second or third best in the KBO. Doesn't surprise me that they went and beat NC in this series. Maybe a little surprising if they beat Kuchang Mo, but I really do like this Kiwum team. So we take a look here at the week ahead, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We've got KT at SK, LG at Hanwha. Lata at Kiwum, NC at Kia, and then finally, Samsung at Doosan. KT and SK, again, games at SK are lower scoring. Only eight total runs per game in SK home games. Now they take on a pretty bad KT pitching staff. Maybe that helps their offense a little bit. The KT offense has not performed well on the road. They are healthy now. They just haven't done the same thing on the road that they've done at home. Again, under five runs per game on the road, six and a half runs per game at home. Kim Taehoon gets another start here for SK. And again, a guy experiencing some regression here of late doesn't allow a lot of hits though. And for KT, again, a team that just doesn't really, they don't really string together a whole lot on the road. They kind of got to rely on a bloop and a blast, stuff like that. Maybe that helps a guy like Kim Taehoon. If the Babbitt rises, though, that is a guy I am looking to fade a little bit. Ricardo Pinto, 
Maybe he's fixed his control. I think he's only walked a couple over his last two starts. Also, KT, the second fewest walks in the KBO, which is another reason why on the road they're not scoring as much. At home, you can play that gorilla ball. You can play you know, doubles and home runs. On the road, in some of these parks, it's much harder to do. You want to try and maximize your run scoring opportunities by drawing walks. They don't do that. And the biggest issue for Ricardo Pinto for this season has been the walk. Kim Tehoon has had some walks. So maybe this is a good spot here for SK and for a couple of their pitchers here against a KT team that's just kind of uh, fading into oblivion a little bit as they fall down the standings. LG and Hanwa. And, you know, look, good for Hanwa. Good for them to win a couple of games here. Uh, again, I think that may be more of a reflection of Doosan than anything else. LG will avoid Warwick Sopold in this series, so that's good for them. And I like a couple of the pitching matchups here for LG in this series. Lim Chan Yu and also the return of Jung Chan Hyun. These are two guys striking out over, uh, over a batter per inning. Jung, who makes the start, I believe, here on Tuesday, 352 ERA, 388 FIP in his four starts. He's been very good. LG with an enormous, glaring bullpen advantage in this series. Their offense has been good away from Jamsil Stadium. Hanwa's not scoring at home, but still allowing six runs per game at home. I think Hanwa probably gets swept here. I, if I had to bet on a prop like that, I don't know if anyone's offering series props, but I definitely like LG here. Again, I think these are good spots in decent pitchers parks for Lim Chan Yu and Jung Chan Hyun here taking on this Hanwa team that, yeah, they got a couple of wins and great for them, but I think this series here is a very tough one for them. I think this could be a situation where maybe LG creeps a little bit closer to the NC Dinos here based on what goes on over these uh, these early week series. Lata and Kiwum. Kiwum going to be big favorite here in a couple of these games with Eric Jokic and Choi Wante. Lata lost a hitter to injury here on Chi Hong. 298 lifetime hitter, 365 on base, 440 slugging. Pedestrian numbers this season, 266, 338, 391. Was with Kia, so was able to enjoy that hitter's ballpark a little bit. But when you look at this series, I mean, Lata doesn't score on the road. They've scored four runs per game on the road. Just lost a hitter to injury. They're getting Jokic. They're getting Choi Wante. This is not a good series matchup for the Lata Giants here. I think Kiwum at alternate numbers is a decent look. Lata team total unders a decent look. Kiwum will be a big favorite in the two games in this series with Jokic and Choi Wante. So just keep that in mind. If you want to lay the big price, you can. I think you're probably safe there. Um, you know, Seo Jun Wan for Lata, 372 ERA, 582 FIP, high home run rate. Kia's got a good offense. I just don't like anything about this series for Lata. I think Kiwum should perform very, very well here. Again, with that Giants offense, scoring 1.2 fewer runs per game on the road than at home. NC and Kia could see runs aplenty here in this series. As I mentioned already, Kia games, Kia's offense at home, very high scoring, 11.5 runs per game. In Kia home games here, they've scored 6.4 of the runs per game in those matchups. But Kia will get Drew Rasinski here, will be getting Mike Wright. I've kind of been waiting for a Mike Wright blow-up game. Maybe this is it. He's given up some home runs. 
He's had some walk issues. He's kind of walked the line a little bit in some of his starts here. Maybe this is the game where Mike Wright does experience some of that ERA and FIP regression with Kia at home where they do hit very well. That could be a possibility here. On the Kia pitching side, Aaron Brooks, well-rested after that range-shortened game. He'll get the ball on Tuesday. Lehman Wu's had a couple of bad outings in a row, so maybe that's your over game. But again, Kia's scoring 2.5 runs per game more at home than on the road. NC, as I mentioned, they're outscoring teams by almost four runs per game on the road. I would not expect that to continue. Maybe NC struggles a little bit here in this series. We'll have to see what the prices look like. If you get some good numbers to fade Rasinski or Wright, I kind of like that a little bit. In particular, fading Wright. I think that is maybe a good spot to do that here to go against him with this Kia offense back at home. Finally, one more series here for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Samsung and Doosan. Again, could be a low-scoring series here. Doosan without OJ Ill, Herc Young Min, and also OJ Wan. So three starters on the infield missing for Doosan. Samsung, as we know, much better offense at home. They've scored 1.4 fewer runs per game on the road. Doosan scored 2.6. Fewer runs per game at home. Could be a lower scoring series here. To be sure, we'll see if we get Chris Flexen back after missing a start. I think this is a very good matchup for Raul Alcantara. Not a great command guy, but Samsung is not an overly powerful offense, in particular on the road. So maybe the Alcantara start is an under game, or maybe you play Doosan at a little bit of a bigger price. Uh, but you know, again, I think this is, it should be, a lower scoring series here in Seoul with two teams that perform better when they're elsewhere. Samsung better at home, Doosan better on the road. Could be an under series here. And let's see how the odds makers adjust. If we get some double digit totals here, they probably aren't adjusting enough, depending on obviously who the starting pitchers are. So keep an eye out for that with this Samsung and Doosan series. Once again, Adam at bangthebook.com or skatingtripods at gmail.com for the notes for the betters box. Coming up on Tuesday, we'll chat with Brian Blessing about the RBC Heritage. We'll talk about the race at Talladega, the Geico 500, and also the Belmont Stakes we'll talk about here this week as well. So a jam-packed Tuesday show coming for you uh, with Brian Blessing of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box.